You alright? How's it going? So it's like absolutely lashing it down outside so while the window is shut and you won't hear neighbours screaming the weather um, is quite reflective of the state of affairs right now. state of affairs it is <laughs> I feel like week after week something comes out from the government that makes everybody feel a little more inclined towards praising Guy Fawkes as opposed to villainising him <laughs> I mean I personally pretty much every other week sit here and wonder where the fucking year has gone but for me there are a few standout events uh, one of which has to be politicians voting in a majority to not continue free school meals over the half term which would have started today for most pupils as far as I'm aware and even as quite a cynical like quite <laughs> even as a very cynical person it didn't surprise me as much as it just further disappointed me. I've been disillusioned with politics for quite some time and I think a lot of people are in this weird limbo in that a lot of people my age lean left some further than others but we don't really have a sense of affinity with the Labour Party either and to me this vote was rather symbolic of the fact that things are being seen as a one party versus another political issue as opposed to looking at the issue at hand. A Conservative MP literally came out and said that basically a lot of the Conservative MPs voted the way they did because a Labour MP referred to them as being scum. I don't know about you but if you're an elected representative not only should you be voting for these things with your constituents in mind but you should not be voting on the issue of children being fed based on the fact that you were called scum and scum <laughs> is really a quite nice word for what a lot of these politicians are but you know forgetting that a lot of kids if not for the major moves that communities have been making in order to make it otherwise would have been going hungry these conservative MPs took it a step further and decided to write a letter to Keir Starmer complaining about being called scum <laughs> the people who voted against children getting free school meals so I kind of have to ask if it's not the duty of the government to look after children if it's not the duty of the government to look after healthcare systems providers if it's not the duty of the government to look after schools to look after care homes to look after anyone in education then what the fuck are they looking after it's quite a simple answer really isn't it Six grand per day for people doing track and trace tells me who the government is looking after. 
contracts awarded to the friends of Michael Gove and Jacob Rees-Mogg tell me what I need to know as well. Um, to be honest, I think when you're younger and you're taking history classes, you often learn about communists as being this ridiculous, far-removed-from-reality type of indoctrination. And yet... <laughs> A government that referred to Labour's plans to do with welfare as needing a magical money tree was suddenly all too willing to whip out this magic money tree for their friends and for a track and trace system that is about as effective as nipples on body armour. But yeah, I trust my life to somebody that has come out with racist, xenophobic, homophobic, ridiculous statements. I mean, Boris Johnson's father was caught out and about without a mask and didn't have an apology to say about it. Michael Gove's daughter, I think it would have been, was fast-tracked a test just so she could then be out and about as soon as she wanted to and then he broke quarantine rules by being out sooner than he should have. We've got MPs getting on public transport knowing for a fact without a doubt that they have coronavirus and then coming out of half-assed apologies to be honest in my mind the second Dominic Cummins decided to take his impromptu Specsavers advert trip to Barnard Castle it went tits up the government say that we can get through all of this if we work together when countless MPs have been caught disregarding rules with no consequence so to them I say this don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. There is no togetherness here. Everybody has been left to rely on community effort. Now, if you want to dive in to the fact that it has been left to us, you merely need to look at the language used in all public addresses made by the government. So, we're not outright banned from doing a lot of things, we're advised against it. And you know why that's important? Because it means as cases go up and the infection rate rises, hospitalisations increase and so do deaths, it's not the government's fault, it's ours because they advised us not to do things. Clearly we used our own prerogative and therefore fucked ourselves over. Similarly, when they say, oh it's like the Dunkirk spirit, I swear to God, I wish I had a bullet for everyone who compares this to war. The Blitz wasn't contagious. Okay, people didn't stand in the middle of the street saying that being told to go to a bomb shelter was infringing on the liberties. This is absolutely fucking farcical. You shouldn't need a Dunkirk fucking spirit. You should have a government that reasonably hands out what is needed to be handed out. It's not seen as, oh, nationalising children, as a Tory MP put it, because parents are late. parents aren't fucking lazy. Nine times out of ten, a parent is not being fucking lazy when their kid goes without food, because often the parents go without food, so the child can have it. So that's bullshit. And I think I can vouch hand on heart for having parents who insisted on giving their children a better a more comfortable upbringing than they had and giving them more than they ever had 
And yet we have Tory MPs who've only ever known a comfortable life and will only ever know it because they get pay rises year upon year, expenses for everything and oh get this, taxpayer subsidised meals. We didn't get to vote on that though did we? Funny how that all works out. And yet these people who've never worked an honest day's work in their life think that they can turn around and tell someone who's working several jobs just to stay afloat the rising prices of fucking everything and Brexit looming over their heads. But you know what? We've given too many handouts. You and your kids can fuck off. Well, you know what? Boris Johnson and his mates can fuck off. Because if I see this man smirking... One more fucking time at the TV is he's talking about people's lives. I will actually write the manifesto I've been threatening to write for some time now. When it gets to the point that Grace Hall thinks she's a revolutionary, we've got an issue. Okay. A major issue. The UK had more time than anyone to prepare for coronavirus. Did we set up at airports to do temperature checks or to quarantine those coming from areas we knew were already hot spots. No, we did not. Did we have a national lockdown as early as we could have done? No, we did not. Did Boris Johnson attend about five of the COBRA meetings that were in February? No, he did not. And yet people still want to say to me, Would you do a better job? Boris is doing the best he can. You know what? That is an excuse for somebody doing a job in fucking hospitality who's nervous. You know, maybe drops a plate or two. Or, you know, upends a bit of cutlery on someone's lap. They're trying the best. It's a harmless mistake. When you are responsible for all of the lives of people in the UK... It's not just, oh, he's trying his hardest, because he's fucking not. We know he didn't attend the meetings. We know he didn't take it seriously. And now, it's not just Boris Johnson. He's got an entire cabinet of ministers who also allowed him to convince himself that he shouldn't take his scientific advisor's advice. And then when he implements a Nando's tier scale, he cites science as his reason. None of it makes sense to me. Not one bit. And they've even done studies on it and found that people's willingness to abide by the rules dropped considerably after Dominic Cummings' incident. How can you expect people you govern to take things seriously when you don't? You're meant to lead by example. (laughs) And if Boris Johnson is our example, then I do feel fear for us all. Honestly, it's like year after year you think politics can't get any worse and then it does. And I've always had the kind of argument in the back of my mind that things would be considerably different if those we were electing to represent us actually represented us. Have they grown up in the area that they've been elected to represent have they ever worked a job in the area they're meant to represent? Do they know the issues of accessibility, transport and all the issues associated with an area? No, they don't. 
they stopped knowing this, the second becoming an MP was a career. It was never meant to be a career. But the second they started getting paid the excessive amount that they do and all of the expenses and the fact that these boys are literally brought up into a super elite system knowing that that is what they're going to do from a young age, how is that representative? Now I'm not saying all MPs are like this because there are a good handful of them who have their constituents' best interests at heart. Without getting too controversial, I'm not going to get into Andy Burnham um, too much because I honestly think people give him too much credit just because he stood outside in a cagoule once and said that 20 million wasn't enough. He's completely right, but he's not exactly got the best track record himself and I imagine that when he eventually moves on from his current position, a lot of his friends who wish to have planning permission in Manchester more than the ones he's already allowed, will be singing at getting to put up yet another high-rise set of apartments. So, whoever told him to put on the cagoule, props to you, but he's about as Mancunian as Liam and Noel Gallagher. That's another controversial statement, I suppose. But, I mean, they've lived in London more than they've lived in Manchester, and yet we still walk around talking as though they actually have those accents <laughs> oh it's getting really controversial should I just like level it off with another really controversial opinion <laughs> but it is immensely frustrating and you know it's bad when people from Manchester feel bad for Liverpool because where's the sense in Liverpool not being allowed their gyms open Manchester Greater Manchester was considered to, at some point, not sure if it's still relevant, to have some of the highest infection rates. And yet, we're in tier three, which sounds dramatic as fuck. When you ask anyone, it's kind of like, everything's pretty much the same, it's just everyone's more on edge. So, you can go out drinking as long as you have a substantial meal, which a lot of Places in Manchester have got some rather inventive version of a substantial meal to get around this little loophole. Um, retail's still open. Gyms are still open. The cinema's still open. Honestly, the fucking hokey cokey's getting a bit too much for me now because I can't keep up. And the thing is, as someone who doesn't drive anyway, I've tended not to go into the centre of town as often as I used to, purely just for the annoyance of getting the bus. Because could the construction companies have done all the shit they needed to do when the roads were empty during lockdown and they were still in service? Yes, they could have. Did they do that? No, they didn't. Salford City Council have a lot to answer for as well, actually, now we're on the topic. If you're from Salford City Council and you're listening, you heard it here first. (laughs) And Stagecoach can get the shit together as well. <laughs> I just... The the way that this is all playing out is immense. But the one thing I will say that I think is extremely positive to come from all of this fucking tragedy. Because it is a tragedy. It's like the line from the Joker film. I used to think my life was a tragedy. But then I realised it's a comedy. <laughs> That's basically my outlook on things. But one of the positives is that it seems people are trying to hold 
the government more accountable than ever before. I think the debate over free school meals was one of the few examples I can think of seeing a lot of people of a lot of different backgrounds and political affiliations coming forward and saying that it's absolutely deplorable that a government can say children don't deserve free school meals. And to hammer home that point, (laughs) Nigel fucking Farage came out and said it was bad. (laughs) Nigel fucking Farage. Right, if Nigel Farage thinks it's acceptable to tell you you're a disgrace to humanity, essentially, then you seriously need to look in the fucking mirror. Like, honestly. I don't even... It's like Genghis Khan telling Hitler he took it a bit far, you know what I mean? (laughs) Fucking hell. You honestly couldn't make it up. But major props to Marcus Rashford and all of the businesses that have come forth. They shouldn't have had to, but they've done it anyway. And considering Manchester in particular has recently been hit very hard by spates of um, robberies in hospitality, I think we're actually like the capital of burglaries in the UK. Manchester, I may be wrong though. Um, businesses are still trying the hardest, so props to everyone who's fucking carrying on. And <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I'm like wasting my life away now on a Nintendo Switch or Animal Crossing. Because even though I started off on Animal Crossing immediately in debt, as you do, and continue racking up debt because capitalism, <laughs> I'd still rather live in a world with a load of talking animals and a fucking animal who's literally putting me in debt for breathing than in this world under this government, to be honest. Go Guy Fawkes. wonder if it was... This was like America right now with, you know, me having one assigned FBI agent listening to all the stuff I was posting and searching. I've been taken away in handcuffs a long time ago. But then again, they'd probably have to storm into the house right now to do it because this weather isn't exactly going out for a stroll type weather. (laughs) I'd love to hear what you're all up to though. Um, you know, have you finally had enough of lockdown measures and all of this? Like, what do you think's going to happen at Christmas? Personally, I think it's going to be a fucking bedlam. I would absolutely love to see a politician try and tell my mum to her face that my brother wasn't allowed home for Christmas. <laughs> oh, what a sight to see that would be. It would be quite fun though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, I also realised I didn't even, like, do a proper intro because I was, like, gassed up before I started. I literally just said, are you alright? And started right into it. Quick note, though. um, On Instagram, if you don't follow me already, I'm at just don't get me started. Drop me a message and let me know. Would you be interested in a particular type of episode? Do you have any kind of requests? before my sister laughs and thinks of messaging me saying uh, never record another podcast episode go fuck yourself I should just block you, I don't know why I haven't already and for anyone else I'd be happy to hear what you have to say (laughs) 
Have a good one. Thank you.